0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is January 21st, 2020. Today we're reading from the big book and we're on page 84. The first paragraph that begins, are these extravagant promises? And we're going to do one paragraph. Uh, today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Dana M., the 12 Traditions, Vicki V., Reader 1 will be Allison L., Reader 2, Vanita L., and Reader 3, Nancy P. Um, the reference numbers for yesterday, for the Monday, uh, Monday 7 a.m. meeting is 13,997, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 13,998. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive eating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Dana M. to read the 12 Steps. Dana?
1: Thanks, Craig. This is Dana M. from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The 12 Steps. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks so much.
0: All right, thank you very much. Uh, next, I'll ask Vicki V to read the 12 Traditions. Vicki.
2: Thank you, Craig. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on upon OA unity. rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you for your service. Okay, uh, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book On page 84, the first paragraph begins, Are These Extravagant Promises? Uh, I'm now going to ask Allison L. to begin the reading. Allison?
3: Good morning. Yes, I will. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. I'm Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Um, First, I took a look at the word extravagant, looked it up. Um, Definition says, exceeding what is reasonable or appropriate, absurd. And when I came to OA, I was looking for a way to stop eating so much and stop eating the things in the ways I didn't want to eat and to stop the cycle of gaining weight and losing weight. So, yeah, these seemed like absurd things to to work towards. Um, I wasn't interested really in letting go of selfish things or not regretting the past. I just wanted to not be in so much pain. Um, And these promises were beyond what I could even imagine for my life when I was living in the desperation of um, living from soothing moment to soothing moment of those brief moments of food ingestion. Um, and making amends was the most painful step for me, the one that I feared the most. And I put it off and it delayed my recovery by a year. That was an extra year of suffering that I can look back and have the outlook now that I needed that year of suffering to be willing. Um, and that is an outlook that came slowly and not immediately for me. I don't recommend going about it that way. Um and I love that in the meetings we say together, you know, we think not. And then we share the ways that the promises are coming true. Um, I did work for them and I keep working for them. It um, doesn't stop. There's no arrival point or resting point. Um, I was talking with a dear friend and we were sharing about how the, the new freedom and the new happiness that, that comes, um, I, I experience it as it it keeps renewing. Uh, the freedom and happiness I know today after three years living in recovery and following the instructions day by day is is a new um, freedom compared to what I felt after one year or two years of recovery. And um, my outlook and attitude the first year of recovery was more positive and hopeful than it had been my entire life. And, and today it's slowly been changed more by my higher power. Um, As I work the steps, um, I don't even recognize the attitude and outlook that I have on the world today. Um, I can look and accept that all is well and all will be well, that today I have all I need and um, I will be loved uh, sufficiently. Um, I can have the outlook that um, other people are just fine as they are. I never considered or imagined having this type of outlook. It was beyond my comprehension when I was in the disease. So I'm going to keep working the steps and um, trusting God to bring forth these promises. And um with you
0: all another day. i past. Okay, Allison, thank you very much. All right, we're going to open up the floor now for sharing from uh, all of you. And if you've shared in the last couple of days, we ask you to step back and let those that haven't shared in the last couple of days uh, have an opportunity. So, who would like to share Hi, this on this pair? This is Charles. Katie
4: H. from Boston. Nancy
0: Hold on. Let's slow down a little bit. Charles. Um, Katie.
4: Katie. Nancy hmm?
0: P.
5: Nancy P. Tina F.
4: Lisa P. Matt F.
6: Vasa o.
0: All right, I have Charles, Katie, Nancy, Tina, Matt, and Vasa. So that's six. Let's go ahead and go with that lineup. Uh, Charles, get us started again.
7: Thank you, God, for your your, your gracious service. I appreciate you much. Um, So I want to drill down on a line where it says they will always materialize if we work for them. If it's a, a, a great condition, and then the next chapter, you know, not putting the horse before the carrot, but um there will be sixty something of them that um they're very wise to choose. So, um we're sorry if you're not working for the results that you want. You know, this like like, like we said, you're not gonna like nobody's gonna nobody outside these twelve step rooms really care uh about the promises that I'm getting in my life. Um it's not you know it's it, it's something it's a personal journey it's a relationship with power and love um and i'm so grateful for it and and it, and let me tell you there's some days that i do not work for and 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 i wonder why they don't materialize those are the days that you know i get my my butt kicked you know mentally um you know i start getting into my head and that's a bad neighborhood to be without adult supervision well this big book is is uh, Rated, rated R, X, A, B, C, D, all those alphabets. And um, they will materialize if I work for it. I got to let a lot of sucker shit slide off my back um, because I'm recovered. However, I am human. And one, and some days you catch me on the wrong day, it's no good. You don't want to see me. But, you know, some, some people, like I used to be, I, I, oh, everything's fine. No, I'm lying. I'm human. I have a bill of human emotions on a daily basis. Some days I'm properly armed more than other days. But I just want to drill down on this major condition, if, that word if. You know, they will materialize these promises if I work for them. So there's work to be done every day. The rent is due every day. And if I don't pay it, I'll be spiritually evicted. So with that, I'd like to pass. Thank you, teacher.
0: Okay. Thanks, Charles. Next we have Katie G. from Boston. Katie?
4: Good morning. And this is Katie G. Recovered in Boston. You know, when I first heard this, it was misused in the rooms of Overears Anonymous many, many times, and I thought, how brilliant. They know that my number needs to go down the scale. Swear to God, that's what I thought. I got 90 days of abstinence, 100 days of abstinence, and I was like, look at me. New freedom, new happiness. And frankly, when I came to this paragraph this time around, I was like, oh, not these promises because... I misused them for so long, and I thought that everything in my life was going to change, the external was going to change, and then I was going to be happy, right? Comprehend the word serenity. It sounded like a Hallmark card because I didn't understand it. I thought that in order to have a change in my life, to stop using food as the solution to my life, I needed life to be on my terms to go the way I wanted it to. And I have to tell you, the new freedom and the new happiness keeps unloading itself. You know, yesterday, my new freedom and my new happiness was my willingness to say to my husband, I'd really appreciate if you'd be honest with me about what your experience was like, because I need to grow and change and be a better wife to you. My new freedom and new happiness was realizing that people are going to talk about me behind my back, and I can still have intimate relationships with them, and it doesn't have to be a reason to make them, to have them be dead, right? My new freedom and new happiness is not the external changing i thought that if i could just get blonde hair big boobs a thin body which was what, what overeaters anonymous was going to give me i would be okay and yeah it's a lot of work you know a lot of people call me and they're they can't wait till you get recovered let me tell you what recovered means. It means there's an ED at the end of, my, of what I say today. It means, yeah, I don't use food as a solution, and yeah, I love my life, but yeah, there's a lot to walk through, and it's not comfortable. This is not Get Comfortable Anonymous. Life is not comfortable, but there is joy, and there is pain, and there is anxiety, and there is fear, and none of it can stop me. Because I have a relationship with power that is bigger than all of that. That is bigger than any mishagosh in my head, any craziness in my head that's making me uncomfortable. That's causing me to believe if I just get this thing or this person, I'm going to be okay. I am not driven by that today. But where much is rewarded, much is expected. As a recovered woman, there are behaviors and attitudes and actions that I don't participate in anymore. Because it is not acceptable right? And that is the joy. The joy is I get to be honest. I get to be the person I am. I'm an addict. I'm not just a human. I'm an addict. I need these big books, these 12 steps. And to remember, I'll just wrap up with this. These 12 steps are linear. I need a new relationship with power each and every day. And I need, please, God, to go deeper. And with that, I do pass.
0: Okay. Thank you, Katie. Next up, we're going to have Nancy P. And she'll be followed by Tina S. Nancy?
8: Hi, thanks for letting me share, Craig. It's Nancy P. Sure. in West Newton, Massachusetts. Um, so great shares so far. My thing is always. And I love that word because it's another sort of um, superlative or, you know, all-encompassing word like entire abstinence and complete and utter that they use. Like So it means all the time. It means no matter what, you know. If I, um, I, you know, I had to give up certain foods, no matter what, always, entirely, and the, you know, so the payoff is here, where it says they will always materialize if we work for them. Not some of the time. Not most of the time. Not except for this time. Not, you know, not when I'm at a wedding and not on the weekends. Always, and so as others have shared. I have to do the work all the time and you know and so I don't have to worry anymore that um if I don't do this work or if I'm not doing it the right way um whatever I'm always going to get these promises this new happiness this new freedom unlike the old happiness which wasn't happiness and unlike the old freedom which wasn't freedom the new happiness and the new freedom I'll get that always 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 if I work for it. And guess what you have to do? I'll give you nine million guesses. Guess what I had to do? I'll give you nine million guesses. I had to surrender, utterly, completely, and entirely. And with that,
0: I'll pass. Okay, thank you. Um, Next we have Tina S. And Tina will be followed by Matt F. Tina?
9: Thanks so much, Craig. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Well, again, another great paragraph, imagine that. And I did, I also too couldn't really relate to the shares and love that people share their experience, strength and hope with this paragraph. You know, uh, when I first came into the rooms, this was the attraction, you know, they read them in the rooms, the promises. I thought this is something I want, this is something that I need, you know, and I didn't really hear all the stuff I heard what could happen in my life, you know, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't hear this paragraph read, you know, if we work for them, you know, there's a condition there. And so for a very long time, I came around just listening to, to these promises being read and thinking I was going to get it from you, you know, but it also tells me in this paragraph that uh, they will materialize, you know, uh, they will always materialize if we work for them, there's work to be done. And I say this always, and I say it for me, you know, cause I really would like to, you know, get it through you, on a day that I don't really feel like doing anything, you know. But today I know that this is a ninth step promises. There are eight prior to, and it, and it also tells me I was always told that, you know, they will materialize in, in before we're halfway through, and that meant before we're halfway through the promises. I'm mean, I'm sorry, before we're halfway through the ninth step, you know. And some people interpret it be t- before we're halfway through the steps. You know, I don't know. I, I've, I've experienced several of these promises, I think, before the ninth step. But I was told it's before before um, we're halfway through the ninth step. You know, so again, you know, i got to go out and repair the damage. That's where the gift is. You know, that I am changed person, that I am... Uh, willing and able to amend my behavior, to not do the same things I've always done, to not be that same person I always was. And that came through the, the change of the steps. The, ch- the steps changed me, you know, and what a gift, what a gift, you know, and, uh, you know, and I love the previous share that they will always materialize if we work for them. You know, on the condition, it's always, and that's been my experience also, and uh, what a what um, a great paragraph, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. So with that, I'll pass.
10: Thanks.
0: All right. Thank you, Tina. Next, we have Matt F., followed by Vasa O., and then we'll take new names.
10: Good morning. Thank you, Craig. This is Matt F., uh compulsive over-eater living in Chicago from Philadelphia. Um, this paragraph is so... Core to my, my day-to-day experience of this program. Um, I've not been in the program yet for a year. One year ago, I was deeply unhappy in my job and in my relationship, in my body, which weighed 272 pounds. I'm five foot eight. I was a devout agnostic. I never prayed. I was pretty sure there was something out there, but I didn't pretend to know what it was, and I was certain it had nothing to do with me. Um, I spent most of my time reacting to life by asking, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? I uh, was not looking for a solution to my problems. thought I had things handled. Because all that deep unhappiness, I was in deep denial about a lot of that. And in so many words, I thought Overeaters Anonymous was BS. I believe in 12-step programs, just not this one. And one day I was doing research for my job and searched in a search engine for a big book step study. And because the search engine knew me better than I knew myself, the first thing in the list was an OA big book step study. And I thought, I'm not going to listen to that. I think OA is BS. And then I thought, no, I should listen to it because I think it's BS. If I can, if I can do this research and still think that my idea is a good idea, maybe it's a good idea. So I listened to it, and 20 minutes later, I had just tumbled backward into this program of recovery. And that's relevant because my day-to-day experience of the promises being fulfilled is that I still have muscle memory around the complete opposite being true in my life, and it stops me dead in my tracks. Yesterday, I shared with some fellows that I had just another experience where, a prayer was answered in almost real time in an incredibly obvious fashion. And all that it requires is that I stop resisting and ask, instead of why is this happening to me, why is this, why is this supposed to be happening? And that question changes everything for me. I, I, can't, even, I can't even express how grateful I am that I got ambushed by this program. Because if I had been looking for it, I was way too proud to listen to it. And it's only because I got ambushed that I was freed. And I am so, so grateful for that. And with that, I pass.
0: Okay, thank you, Matt. Next we have Vasa O, and then we're going to take a new list of names. Vasa.
5: Good morning everyone. I'm Vasa. Thank you for your service, Greg and Vasa grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive Reader, calling from Florida. I know for the first time when I heard the promises, I remember thinking this is just too good to be to believe. It's true. It gave me so much hope and I love to be reminded, you know, every time we go I we go face to face meeting, we you know, we hear we read the promises. And it has been true for me over the years. But my number one promise was, I could put the food down one day at a time, one meal at a time. I was just so grateful. I remember counting the days. By the time I came to OA, I could not even put one day together. So that was there was nothing more at that time that I wanted just to put the food down. Because it was just going to kill me, it was just going to kill me. So that was number one promise. And when I could see how my higher power was doing for me, going, you know, doing, giving the power, the strength, the courage to get from one meal to the next, and I started trusting a little bit more and a little bit more. And this is true; has been for me, and and they do, um, they will materialize as we go. Along with the steps, and to me it has been one step one one at a time and we'll', we'll experience a benefit it, the, the selfishness the selfishness the self seeking my whole attitude started changing gradually with people places, and things it was just a miracle, but it was a lot it was gradual process I needed to uh to work the steps the way they laid out, but I w- I had to keep the food down while I was doing the you know the steps, and it is a miracle and it works and I thought none of the stuff was going to work, but it gave me hope. If I keep coming, if I work through the steps, and it's going to work, and it has worked over the years, it's a miracle. And I'm just so grateful because I know I would be dead today if I did not find uh, my program and if I didn't surrender with the food to a higher power greater than myself. So I'm just so grateful to be here with all of you, and I want to hear your story. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Okay, thank you, Vasa. All right, now we're going to open the floor up again for people. If you uh, haven't shared in the last couple of days, uh, why don't you give me your name?
11: Naomi
0: Riva T. Monica T. All right, I have Naomi, Larry, and Riva. Gianna, uh, L- L-
11: this is Raquel.
0: Janice, Lynn, and Raquel.
12: Stacy J. All right,
0: I have. Na- I'm sorry, who? Stacy J. Chrissy J.
12: Stacy J.
0: Stacy J. All right.
12: Yeah, that's right, thank you.
0: Thank you, Stacy, all down. right. I've got seven, I think we're gonna stop right there. I have Naomi B, Larry K, Reba P, Janice, Wynn, uh, Raquel and Stacy, so uh, Naomi, let's go.
13: Craig, did you call me?
0: Yes, Naomi. Okay,
13: thank you, hun. thank you. Good morning, family, it's mm-hmm. Naomi B, a grateful recovery compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Unfortunately, I missed yesterday because I attended a funeral of my brothers. I can't say my brother, excuse me. Um, he's been estranged from me for my entire life. And different, uh, my first reaction when I heard that he died, because I, I couldn't even, other than telling you maybe the date of birth, that's all I could tell you about him, and I was not going to go to the funeral. Other family members traveled in from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Rochester, New York, to attend the funeral. And my my sponsor strongly suggested that I go. So here up here, a few people. Well, I, you know, it's like the man hated me. Why should I go? And and the, it was difficult. It was very difficult sitting at the graveside because different ones were standing up and singing his praise and doing this all this stuff, and I just sat there like I don't know who this person is. But you know what? There was a peace that came over me, and forgiveness is huge, huge. Working these steps, working this program, not having hatred in my life for him, but love, love and forgiveness. The other thing that, that I cling to, I absolutely cling to um, about uh, fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. In November, I stepped down from a crazy, crazy job that I had. And I thought, oh, okay. I was working in a daycare center. Okay, I'll bring kids in the house. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. What does God want for you? So I totally surrendered. Yes, someone said it earlier. It's beautiful. I surrendered. So within a week, someone I hadn't seen in, in ages called me and said, how would you like to be an assistant teacher at a school? And it was like, wow. So these promises really do come true, and we have to believe. We have to believe, and we have to work. Of course we work the steps, and I give God all the glory. Getting through my brother's funeral without coming home and hating myself and binging my head off, I was at peace. And now I'm going to start teaching next week to four- and five-year-olds, and it's like, yay. So thank you for allowing me, Sharon. I pass.
0: Okay, thanks for your share. Next, we have Larry K, followed by Reva P. Larry.
14: Hey Craig, thank you so much for your service. Uh, appreciate that.
15: I'm sorry. what's Let's, the page, please.
14: <clears throat>
0: We're on page eighty-four, of the first paragraph. Go ahead, Larry. Okay,
14: thanks so much. You know, que- questions <clears throat> questions have power for me for me. And here's one that I needed to consider in the context of this paragraph. What is it about staying in this unrecovered state of being that I find gratifying? Because everything we do as a payoff and not for a moment, what I suggest that any one of us sets out to become a victim, you know, who would want that title? Nevertheless, you know, once circumstances kind of conspire to to cast us in that role, you know, compulsive overeaters like me, we can and, you know, and we do find that it has certain payoffs. And, and of course, you know, we would ideally want more, you know, if only more were an offer. But the spiritual program of action didn't seem like more, it seemed like less, you're, you're you're taking away my food. That's all I see. And I, I feel diminished. And I lose plus, I lose my victimhood when I when I pour myself into this program what's the payoff for staying sick you know me, millions of people seem determined to, to hang on to victimhood I know I did and, and why would I do that why would I do that well I certainly get attention and I get what I perceive as love and it feeds my issues of unworthiness that I that I need to hold on and polish like like some gold here you know what payoff am I getting and one thing's for sure. What I learned is the payoff is a lie. It says they will always materialize if we work for them. It sounds like an absolute promise. Here's another absolute promise that I learned. It's something that tends to go unsaid in the rooms because we, we love to please our fellows and nurture our fellows, and that's good. These promises will never materialize if I do not work for them. They won't. My spin may tell one story, but my behavior always tells a truer, you know, a truer tale of what's important to me. And this principle applies in the realm of self-understanding as well. If you want to know what I believe and what I find important, then just look at my behavior and, and you know, then you'll see. And again and again in the program, often what we tell ourselves, uh, you know, that we value is a far cry from what our actions bespeak. And, when I see the gap between my words and my actions, I, I, today I trust the actions, not the words. You know, qu- quite often you, you can discern, can't you, where someone truly wants to be by looking at where they keep ending up. You, you, you know you know where they want to be. Look at where they keep ending up. Look at where I kept ending up. They say they want the promises to come true, to materialize, and yet they keep stumbling into the quicksand of self-sabotage and selfishness so I'm grateful thank you for your for your service Craig and I pass
0: all right thanks Larry somebody's not muted next we have Reva P followed by Janice and then Lynn Reva Reva P Am I being heard?
2: Hi, this is Reva. Do you yes. hear me?
0: I do now.
11: Oh, great. Thank you. Hi, this is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, so are these extravagant promises? We think not. They will always materialize. And I love to share that they will never materialize if I don't do the work. And materialize, um, I looked up the definition. Looks um, like it says it actually happens. Um, but the other definition is to go from a spirit to a bodily form. So they will always materialize if I work for them. First of all, I never, I've never always wanted stuff, but I never wanted to work for it. Really? you got to do the work? Um, what a concept. But what is the work? If materialize means to go from spirit to body form, the work is always the opposite of what I think. The work is getting me out of the way, getting the blocks out of the way, getting the food down, which is the first physical block, but the bigger block, the biggest block is the defects of character, the way my mind works, which always would bring me back to the food. So to get those blocks out of the way so that the Spirit and God's way materializes in me and in my life is to do the step work, but with um, somebody once, I once read something about we do it with a feather, not with a hammer. I do the work and I'm constantly letting go of the outcome. Do the work, letting go of the outcome. So I allow God's way, God's presence, To manifest in me and these promises happen to me as a result of working the steps I don't make myself happy through the steps I don't make myself not scared because I'm going to do the step you know I get caught in this trap I'll do the step and then I won't be scared I don't make anything happen there's no efforting I allow things to materialize through me and in my life by doing the work yes with a feather but consistently, diligently, thoroughly. Um, I also like that it says sometimes slowly and sometimes quickly. You know, if, God, if I'm looking at my watch and God's not giving me the promises, you see I did the work, where's my outcome? Um, I get in trouble. Sometimes it's really slow. Sometimes very slow. But we persist, we continue as it'll say in the next paragraph. And always, always is always, with that I pass.
0: Okay, thanks, Rita. Next we have Janice, followed by Lynn, followed by Raquel. Janice?
16: Yes, good morning to you, Craig. Glad that you're you're better. This is Janice, um, PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Well, the people that wrote this book, they didn't think that they were extravagant. Why? Because they went through this process, and they knew. Well, when I first came to OA, I sat in these rooms, and if you wanted to read the promises, you'd raise your hand, and boy, I always raised my hand. Uh, not that I experienced the promises, but they just sounded so good. And it would be like something out of the blue, uh, out of the ordinary, extraordinary to experience these things. Of course, I never experienced it because I never went through the last, the ninth step, which humbled me tremendously to do that ninth step and uh naturally i didn't experience it um and it says here they will always always of course which is a promise okay materialize if we you know work for them that means all of them not just one and two and three and you know i sat in the rooms and they said you know the work the work well the work is put the food down 90 meetings in 90 days, read your literature, take what you like, leave the rest, you know, all that stuff. And I'm saying, geez, I'm working so hard, I'll even go 100 days. But I'm not getting these promises. Well, naturally, (laughs) because the work, the work, it's like we said, like we're here, here. It's simple, and it really is. It's simple, but not easy. Humbling ourselves, we're not going to sit in the rooms and come to this meeting every morning and hope that i'm going to get it <laughs> i'm going to get these promises by proxy or by you know uh osmosis just by sitting here or dialing in it's just not going to happen because that's what I thought. geez aren't I good I'm coming to the meetings I'm doing service, blah blah blah, and uh it never happened to me see. OA is the only hope I have if I want to continue my healing and gain some, some happiness in my life. And, and, and what is the program of OA? It is the steps. And, yes, I will get the fellowship. I will get a fellowship that I've never had before. And uh, those are the, the gifts. Those are the stones that I will get into my crown. That I experience. Do I experience these every day? Well, not really, like it was said, like Charles said, but you know, they're here. You know, and when God gives something, He doesn't take it away unless I don't work for them and continue helping other people. So I have to work for them. That's what the effort is working for them, helping other people, uh, sponsoring, doing these steps, acting. in in servicing. And, uh, yeah, it's work. (laughs) And I don't, you know, I'm retired. I don't have to work like this. I don't have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Gentle reminder. Yes. Thank you so much, Craig. And so that's what it means. You're not going to get it just by listening. Uh, And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: All right. Thanks, Janice. Next we have Lynn followed by Raquel followed by Stacy. Lynn, your turn.
17: Good morning. This is Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. I never worked so hard in my life pre-program to deal with this weight thing. I was a fat kid, fat teenager, lost my first 100 pounds through Weight Watchers at 16. That was my sweet 16 present from my grandparents and membership, but it worked. And there I was thin for the first time in my life for about a nanosecond. And then um, it started again, but so hard. I can show you reams and reams of calendars with weight loss at two pounds a week going down. If I work this diet, if I work this plan, if I go to this gym, if I see this shrink, if I follow this guru, if I go to this doctor, if I get these shots, if I have this operation my whole life was based on working around my weight I was either working at binging and nobody did it better than me or I was okay Today is the first day of the rest of my life and I am going to get my act together I'm going to follow Mary Ann Williamson or Norman Vincent Peale or Whoever the guru was at the time or stop the insanity and this food plan and that food plan. And when I did them, I worked them so hard. There wasn't one ounce of extra or the food was eaten in the right combination or it was cooked the right way. I worked myself up to 140 extra pounds suicidal complete and abject misery and complete annihilation of the Spirit. When I came into program, I was free for the first time in my life. And I can honestly say in program, being in here for 31 years now, I have never, ever worked at getting anything, but what I have done is every day the work I do is spiritual in nature. By working the steps of the program, I had never, ever done anything spiritually before. Working this spiritual program, not working on my mother and working on the relationship of my mother, I didn't do that. What I did was I worked the steps daily Sometimes the way they're outlined in the book, sometimes not. (laughs) I must say, when I work them the way they're outlined in the first 164 pages, I get these results. And the whole thing is the spiritual work, like my hair is on fire, but doing it, why? Because I love it, because I want to recover. And the whole work is getting Lynn S. out of the way, and identifying the character defects that continue to cause me and those around me problems and allowing God to remove them so I can be the person that he always intended me to be. I am so grateful for this work. And with that, I pass.
0: Okay, thanks, Lynn. Next we have Raquel, followed by Stacy. Raquel?
6: Hello. Hi, Craig. So good to hear your voice. Thank you for your service and the best of health for you to continue, to be continued. And all these wonderful shares, you know, I'll have to listen again and write down things. So, so deep and so wonderful. I love the promises, but I love even more the promises after step 10. I I really Identify a lot to this incredible, mysterious thing of of God having lifted off of me uh, the the worst of what was my my worst food binge was was bread, and I already spoke about it. What bread meant to me as a Holocaust survivor, and now I can go around in the market and it's like it doesn't exist. I don't know. This is a miracle. But we talk about miracles, and the age of miracles is still here. So um, going back to our um, two paragraphs here, you know, I used to get a little bit obnoxious sometimes at meetings when when they said they'll always materialize, that they they sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly, and I would kind of end under my breath sometimes very slowly because nothing was happening for me. Except for losing weight, regaining the weight, losing the weight, regaining the weight, ten times, from 1979 all the way to until I joined the vision for you. Uh, even the the predecessor, the the one that came before that, the coffee shop, 2010, and having eleven years of of this incredible abstinence, but a lot of work. That's still only the foot in the door. But God is sending me now some people to help for which I have to to do this. We will not shut the door on the past um and and no no wish that it didn't happen. people who who can use I can use my story to help them and sometimes when oh please time me because I did not put my timer on. I have two of them sitting here two uh, timers um. That the the past that was so so sometimes I'm amazed when I tell somebody some of these things to encourage that you know better days are coming for them if if we do the work. Uh, I study with one person the fourth step in um, step four through the uh, twelve and twelve of of AA where it's so beautifully detailed. You know, Bill wrote the the the. As I understand, about 16 years later, the step book, where it's, every step is is uh, by itself detailed. And this person was crying and realizing how off track she is, and to be able even over the phone to hug somebody and say, "Listen, honey, if it happens for me, if I have some some like." parks of well-being and feeling that the world is okay and I'm okay and everybody else in here is okay. It'll happen for you. And uh,
0: reminder.
6: yes, it's a big privilege to be together and to help each other. Thank you so much, all of you. And the best for everybody in good recovery and passing on the word. Thank you. I pass. Thanks,
0: Raquel. Okay, Stacy, you're up.
6: Thank you. This is CJ Recovered
12: Food addict in Toronto, Canada. Um, with these promises, I noticed that one of them started happening uh, almost immediately in in uh, working the steps, which is that my attitude and outlook um to uh to working the steps changed from the the other times that I tried, something shifted and uh so that was fulfilled quickly and what changed is i stopped trying to um do more than i was asked to do by my sponsor i did exactly what i was asked to do and he, and i he asked me to do these things quickly and i did do them quickly this time instead of lingering doing it perfectly and relapsing um that changed and i don't know how that changed uh i really don't i think my higher power sort of woke me up in some way Um, and the, another thing that I noticed that happened quickly with these promises is that my experience benefited others pretty quickly. I would say it seems that way anyways, that, that, you know, I now have four months of, of abstinence and almost literally coming right to the end of, uh, of step 12, uh, there were people who came to me to, to be a sharing partner. Like I didn't even go looking for that. I could barely, I was barely, you know, on my feet at the end of this thing. And already I was asked to share it. And I just sort of thought to myself, my higher power must have given me this on the condition that I, that I share it whenever I'm asked if I can. And, and the extravagant promise I'm noticing lately that's coming true is uh, the self-seeking is is there a lot less oh my goodness so much less and even yesterday there was some tension between my brother and myself and the old me would have ghosted him would have withdrawn from the relationship and yesterday i was talking with a vision fellow who who was uh because my, i think my brother is depressed and Irritable as a result, and so a, uh, a vision fellow shared her experience in the past with depression, and and it was such a blessing because she said, "My advice to you is to love him, to call him, let him know you love him, reach out to him." And the miracle is the extravagant promise that's fulfilled for me as recently as yesterday is, I thought, "Yes, I'm going to do that," and I reached out and I told him I loved him, and. I, I don't even feel the need. Like it's none of my business how he responds to that. Like these are promises happening now, and I'm four months, four months abstinent. So uh, these things I find they really do happen quickly, and but but I don't do them as others have shared. They just seem to happen quite um, quite smoothly and freely, and I'm very grateful for them. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Great, good timing. All right, we we have time for one or maybe two if we hustle. Uh, who would like to share? You want to B. share? Pete, Pete B. Got you, Pete. Sandy. Sandy yes. All right, Sandy. Okay, Pete, go.
18: Thank you, Craig. Pete B, compulsive over here to recover today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. You know, I never really liked the word promise. Um, uh, you know, I was always a promise maker and a promise breaker. And you know, the adults in my life—a lot of hard drinkers, a lot of illness. You know, they would make promises and they would never be fulfilled. And I never really—you know—never, it, it never really had any, uh, any weight in my mind, right? You know, I think—you know—if I—if I could change anything, if—if if, if they will always materialize, then they need to call them what they are, which are results of working the program as outlined in this book right? If they, it, it, you know, they will always materialize. So that means that they're the results, but you, can't, but you can't get the results unless you, which was said earlier, put into practice these steps. You know, I always struggle. You know, the work is challenging. The work is, the work is, is self-searching. We need, to, we need to dig down deep, but hard, you know, I look at roofers and construction workers. They work hard, right? They get dirty. They get beat up. I mean, is it is it is it is it? Do I have to be diligent, but hard? I I don't I don't know, right? But here's is you know, if they'll always materialize, then that means that these promises, which are quite ambiguous, if you ask me, are the results of effectively working this process, developing, you know, being completely defeated, developing and nurturing a relationship with the God of my understanding, clearing away the wreckage of my past, identifying my shortcomings, my defects of character, and humbly asking them to be removed, and then making an amends and clearing away that wreckage, man, I'll tell you what, that's a hell of a deal, a hell of a deal. You know, as a result of working these, these these steps, incorporating these steps into my life and forming a relationship with the God of my understanding, you know, I've been delivered to a life beyond my wildest dreams. I found out that 99.9% of my problems were of my own making. And for that other 0.1%, I have another thing I have this that this gift, that gift gives me is forgiveness. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Okay, Pete, thank you. Um, all right, Sandy, we've got... Um... Maybe two minutes, minute and a half, two minutes. So,
10: okay, Go.
19: Thanks a lot. Um, this is Sandy, recovered compulsive overeater from Asheville, North Carolina. For me, you know, I just gave a talk recently on God could and would if He were thought, and what is the promise that I'm really after? I've had long-term abstinence by the grace of God. I've experienced that miracle, but the miracle I've yet to experience is for God to remove the self-hate. I mean, this is like the whole reason for me that I ate was just, I just was unable to value myself. I mean, it sounds like insane, but but that is for me the deeper illness. And I just had a recent relapse into self-hate. I've done a lot of 10 steps and I just keep coming back to the same old thing god open my heart and open my mind that i might have a new experience with this thing which is this thing is myself and to really it sounds insane that someone would constantly be tearing themselves down but for some reason that's what i've been doing and i'm powerless over it and i really just want to say that it is slowly manifesting. I am experiencing some self-love. And I think the essence of it is I can't change the feeling, but I can change the action. I could do 10 steps, 11 steps, 12 steps, be totally honest, open, and willing to experience this miracle. And with that, I pass.
0: Very good. Thank you, Sandy. Okay. Thanks to everybody who shared today. Please join us in the second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. The SHARE ID for today, which is January 21st, 2020, is 14,002. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Vanita L. please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Through keep you on till then Vanita may have lost Vanita, Nancy P., are you available to read that?
8: Yeah, I am available. So So, I'm reading
11: page 164. Unless Venita shows up precipitously. Okay. Um, Our book is meant to
15: be
8: suggestive. Oh. Go ahead.
15: Can I I do it? I don't know what happened. Hi, Venita here. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to